an accidental kiss. We try our best to do this. Analyze Asian dramas and not relive the trauma. Now that you know what's in store, just sit back and tune in more. Please enjoy our podcast, Accidental Kiss. Welcome to Accidental Kiss. On this podcast, we analyze the representation or lack thereof in Asian dramas from the perspective of drama fans. I'm Watanya, I am Lao or Laoshan, whichever term you prefer, and I basically grew up with Asian dramas. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Faith. I'm a black US citizen who was maybe a little too obsessed with Asian dramas in her college days, but now wants to rekindle her love for them through this podcast. In part two of our second episode, we are going to continue discussing the representation in Jamleirak or Love Slave. In this episode, we will be talking about class, race, sexuality, disability, and mental health. But before we move on, we will also be discussing the entirety of many characters. So, spoilers ahead. Also, we will be discussing physical and emotional abuse kidnapping, sexual assault, self-harm, attempted suicide, actual suicide, stalking, forced servitude, and blackface in this episode. The list just goes on. What the fuck? (laughs) So, if you're sensitive to any of these issues, which is definitely understandable, please prioritize your mental health and overall well-being. So, You can always come back to us when you're emotionally ready. Also, please be aware that we will be using the word rape in this episode because one, it occurs in this drama, and two, we think the act itself should be completely condemned, not the word. And if you haven't noticed from me saying what the fuck, our podcast is still under the explicit category, so we won't be pulling punches for hot fucking rip. (laughs) We'd like to start off this second part by discussing the different socioeconomic classes in the series. First, we have this quote-unquote self-made rich guy, Harit, who is also the male lead, if you forgot. Harit Harit is portrayed as someone who built himself and all that he has from scratch. Scratch! And while that might be the case in previous remakes... In the 2008 remake, Harit is merely privileged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harit inherited money and businesses from his deceased rich parents. So basically, Harit is a spoiled brat who is supposedly better than other spoiled brats because, wait for it, he cares about the environment. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that changes everything. That makes me almost forget about the fact that he <laughs> And rape someone. Almost forgot about that. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, it, it was a very bad attempt, but yes. please go on. Yes, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to transition. Okay. So, the middle class of Love Slave is basically everyone in Bangkok and Viset, Harit's business rival. Middle class Bangkokians are never seen worried about money or anything like that. Instead, they have the luxury of only worrying about first world problems like romance and reputation. 
The middle-class family we get to see the most is Sanzani's family. However, Soraya's family falls into a different category, Bannok. Bannok is a term used to describe people who are not necessarily poor, but live in the countryside. The term Bannok itself has connotations of being poor and primitive, but also kind-hearted and loyal. Sansani hates Nukun specifically because he is Bannok. However, both Soraya's and Nuku's families are wealthy enough to own orchards. Actually, orchards. Uh, okay, I think I think they know they know what you mean. They know what you mean. Um, okay, <laughs> sorry. It, it it. I I always pronounced it as like orchards, and it's not supposed to be pronounced that way. But please go on. I, I'm sorry. I think people pronounce it in different ways, though. I've heard different things, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's right. Me Audience, uh, l- listeners, let us know. <laughs> Let us know, please. I, I, I learned this language. I heard it both ways. I, I can't decide. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So this is also um, Soraya's mother, too. She's also this yes. Banok, or I'm sorry, I, I can't pronounce it, but, but yes, Banok. Banok. So does Sansani also hate Soraya for that then, too, even though she's like a cousin? Uh. Yeah, I I think so. I think that's why she treats Soraya like a maid, and that's probably why um, Sansani's mother, mm-hmm. uh, Sai Samon, I think is her name, mm-hmm. hates her own sister. Oh, because what? Huh? What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> because she she decides to live in she the countryside to live in the oh okay okay all right and anyway. also she dated his husband before and all of that uh, drama. Before, yeah, that drama that drama finally the poor of love slave are exclusive to people working at hadith's farm and the locals of the Phuket island they are portrayed the same way as the banyok banok banok okay mm-hmm. except they are really poor like they're actually poor <laughs> Often, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I don't know why, but they are, right? that was so funny to me. <laughs> I mean, they are, right? I mean, that's what they are. They're poor, right? They are, yes, often, yeah. <laughs> okay. So often, they, okay, so often all they have is a good job at Hadith's farm or a small piece of land that was passed down from generation to generation in their family. So that's probably partly why most of them are fiercely loyal to Hadith. Yeah, like, because he is, quote unquote, their savior. Yeah, pretty much they have no other choice, (laughs) seems like to me. (laughs) But yeah, that definitely explains it. Next, we'd like to talk a bit about race. All the characters in the series are Thai. There were no white black, or other Asian people in the series. However, Soraya's actress, Taksaon Paksukcharun, is a quarter-white American, which was probably slash definitely a factor in casting. Oh yeah, I believe it. I mean, being half or even part white is often a plus in the entertainment industry in Asia, especially in modeling. Many white, quote-unquote, white features are coveted in Asia, like pale skin, big eyes, and high nose bridges. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently that's a thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Oh god, I I can't wait to see your reaction to Nadine and Yaya, but but that's beside the point for now. Are they more Thai dramas? Uh, Nadine and Yaya are actually a a celebrity couple. Uh, they often star in leading roles. Um, often together because you know they're an actual couple in real life, and uh, I have something with them lined up. So no worries. Wait a minute. Okay. So first of all, does that count as acting then? If like <laughs> they're actually a couple in the drama together, <laughs> and they're a real couple in real life. <laughs> I mean, the one of the first series they start together, Nadine had to rape Yaya, so... Oh, oh God, okay. Well, I hope, I, I hope that was acting. I really... I hope so. I hope so, too. I really hope that was acting. Um, and, you know, uh, on a, on a, I guess, um, you know, lighter note, um, <laughs> you know, they must... <laughs> oh, my God, okay, I'm sorry. I'm okay, to anything that is lighter to, than rape. Yes, yeah, I'm trying to transition from this rape. Um, uh, <laughs> on a lighter note, um, they must be getting banked though, because I mean they're both a celebrity couple. They're often starring together in you know all these shows. They must both be pretty loaded. So I think so. Yeah, I mean they they can like travel here and there and everything. That that reminds me, and this is a this is a funny, just a funny story. But one of the actresses. One of the Thai actresses, I, I can't remember who, but my, my friend told me about them. Uh, that person flew to the States, got vaccinated, and flew back to Thailand. Because that's how slow <laughs> that's how slow vaccinations are oh God. right now. Oh, God. I, I mean, thought, it's... it's <laughs> and, I thought, and I thought Japan was slow. God. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, the, the political climate in Thailand is um, not very good, to say the least. And... Uh, I'm I'm sure many of our Thai listeners can attest to that. Okay. Um <laughs> but back back to Love Slave. Um <laughs> although uh there are no black characters in the 2008 remake of Love Slave. When I was researching for this episode, I unfortunately came across some characters in blackface. For the 2014 movie remake. Oh, that love slave. Okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know, blackface is when a non-black person puts dark makeup on themselves to look, quote unquote, like a black person. Um... They often also draw exaggerated red lips on themselves, widen their eyes, and make their hair look afro, quote-unquote afro-textured. It's almost always done as a way of mocking natural black features and dehumanizing black people. It's the weirdest and the worst thing. Yeah, it's 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 quite strange, actually. How how on earth it. did you find this? I, I I didn't even know about it. I literally typed in into the Google search "love slave Thai drama 2008." Okay, 2008. That's what I typed in, mm-hmm. and some for some reason the trailer for the 2014 movie came up as one of the first results. Like that came what? up before the 2008 version. I I, I don't I don't know why. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. 
And so, you know, of course, I was curious. So I clicked, you know, I was curious. Oh, my God. Fair enough. But <laughs> um, please and, go on. And uh, yeah, I, I regretted that immediately. Um, it was uh, uh, it was uh, quite an atrocious trailer, you know, even without the blackface. Uh, it was supposed to be a comedy, I think. So all the physical abuse that the Soraya character goes through is played for laughs, pretty much. It's all funny. Um, and, you know, that's already disturbing enough. But what really disturbed me was when the two servant characters, one man, one woman, who work on the Hadith's character's island, like, you know, when I saw them, that's what really disturbed me. <laughs> um, so they had the same role as Bai in the 2008 version, only in this version, they were both depicted with obvious black, quote unquote, black features. Um, I almost thought they might actually be black when I first saw them, like at a glance. Mm. Yeah, so um, I-, I did a bit of research into it too. It was apparently supposed to be a parody. Needless to say, it was a very, very bad one. Um, but yeah, the very bad. Mm-hmm. The the movie's title is actually Tarak Asun or the Monster's Love Slave. It's like an actual movie, like a two-hour movie mocking like a a feature length. <laughs> it's a it's supposed to be like mocking the Love Slave series and common tropes in Thai dramas, like uh laughing in like really high pitched voices, like. <laughs> You know when when the evil girl Ooh. does that. Like, I think they sounds like anime. Yeah, I mean in the <laughs> <laughs> and this is just uh, hearing from like my friend, but um, she said like uh, the main bad girl, quote unquote bad girl of the series, was really exaggerating that exaggerated laugh. So it was more like ah, 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 ah. so that was really. But was that in? But was that in Love Slave? Uh, like in the drama? In, in the like, movie? Did someone in the movie. laugh like that? Uh, but, ever, but like, are they just like copying a trope that happens in Thai dramas in general? Not necessarily. They're mostly. making fun of that that trope of laughing in a high pitched noise. Uh, so okay. yeah, it was a very weird high pitched laugh. But anyway, um, colorism in Thai dramas has been criticized, and um, maybe the movie was exaggerating the colorism, like it exaggerated the laugh. Even so, there it was no excuse. To do blackface, there is no excuse to do blackface ever, and like the black ever, ever, yes, and like the the blackface itself was pretty disturbing. Um, <laughs> the woman um mm-hmm. had an afro, and uh, the man had what looked to be locks, but he was named Fu or Afro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they couldn't even get nope. that right. <laughs> nope. Oh God. And oh, the, the names yeah. are... How did, how did they mess it up? How did they I mess have it up? no so, idea. Like, you know, the woman has the afro, but they give the man the afro name. So does afro just mean black to them or something? Like, what? what is... Like, what's so, going on here? So <laughs> fool technically means to, like, to, to float? <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better or worse. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I, d- I didn't want to mention it, but... <laughs> But that's that's the truth. Fool means float or like God. I'm, 
I won't explain further. Okay. Wait, what was the woman's name, though? Uh, the woman's name was uh, Nuak, or Def. It means deaf, deaf, which was um, probably making fun of the fact that Bai, uh, Bai's name uh, translates to mute. I mean, I'm wondering, like, you know, did his mom name him that? Or, like, <laughs> you know, did he get that name later? Like, is that his real name? Because either way, it's really mm, sad. I, I don't um, think it's a real name. It doesn't sound real. It just, it sounds like no. how it was being a dick. <laughs> oh, God. Well... Put another strike against him. <laughs> I mean, not that he needs any more, but yeah. Are we surprised though? Are we surprised? Uh, I'm not surprised that Harit's a dick, but um, I'm I'm surprised that like this 2014 version has this. And yeah, yeah. oh yeah, oh oh yeah, like definitely. definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. and also, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I was just gonna say, like, also this makes me want a buy, you know, a buy like. I don't know, I guess, sequel or spinoff yeah, drama. Yeah, last time we were like, talking about a bye story. A bye backstory. A bye bye backstory. A bye bye backstory. And then we can get his real name. Yeah. Not be, yeah, maybe maybe his real bi, name is something bi. cool. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah. What's a cool Thai name? Not sure. Uh, first name or nickname? I guess first name. I mean, I, I guess just... I mean, the name of the actor that portrayed Harit, Atichat is pretty cool, I think. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we can give him that name. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah. Um when when I saw like the two characters um back to uh Nuak and Fu. <laughs> oh god, mm-hmm. Fu is such a bad name. Like. Anyway, um yeah, uh when I first saw them I was like, are those black people that did, did they actually get black people to 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 be in a Thai movie? But but mm. then they spoke with a southern Thai accent or dialect. I'm I'm not sure. I uh I speak Central Thai, but not Southern Thai, so I can't like confirm this. But they they spoke with um what sounds to me like native Thai. So I looked up their actors, and both of them were full Thai. Yeah, um, I was kind of hoping they would be half black actors because you know, I mean, you could even if they were speaking native Thai, mm-hmm. you, you know, there, there are, are black yes. Thai people. You know, they definitely mm-hmm. exist. There's definitely some in Thailand, you know, and probably in other places in the world as well. Like, you know, it's not like it can't happen. It's mm-hmm. not impossible, right? But you know, either way, it still wouldn't have justified the horrible depiction of black people in this movie. Um, but at least it wouldn't have been blackface, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it would have just been stereotyping, which is horrible too, <laughs> but at least it would have just been racism. Yeah. But it would have been blackface, mm-hmm. you know? Oh god, Ugh. this whole like I suppose experience of discovering this 2014 version of Love Slave was very <laughs> was uh it was already traumatic for me. I can't imagine how traumatic it is for you. Yeah, it was pretty uh I was pretty I, I mean, I guess I wasn't, like, shocked that, like, a Thai movie had blackface, but I guess I just didn't expect it, because, you know, I watched the TV show, there were no black people at all, so I was like, okay, let me just watch this, it'll just be interesting to look at, and it's like, oh, wait, there's blackface, okay, never mind. Um, Yeah, so blackface is actually a rampant problem in a lot of Asian countries, not just Thailand, Um, and it's really sad to see here in this 2014, 2014... I'm saying it again, just to let you guys listen and hear, 2014 version of Love Slave. Um, I thought representation was supposed to get better with time, not worse. 
<laughs> uh, it's but it's like such a constant thing that I've seen and heard about, you know, about happening in Asian media. Like so much that it's almost like a trope. Oh my god. In and of itself. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I mean I feel like it is. I feel like, hey, Trump Tuesday, Trump Tuesday, blackface. I, I, I mean it's it sounds awful, but it, it kind of remember is, when, like, <laughs> remember in part part one when I when I told you about the uh, the bitchy male male lead in uh, from Divine Deviation, and you were like, "Oh, I don't know what to say to yes. that." That I yeah. I feel like I'm experiencing that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm probably gonna get people being like, "No, you can't say that. It's not a trope," but. Hey, it what is a trope? Come on, explain. Give me the you know, like come on, it's something that happens a lot, right? Something that happens, you know, very often, like something that you kind of just expect to happen in these shows, and it does, it does. Like I mean, it's sad, but I kind of just expect at least one or even more of these shows is gonna have some blackface in it. Like I'm not like surprised by it. It's not shocking to me. It's something that I know will happen over and over again, and so. Yeah, it's pretty much like a trope at this point. Like, I, I don't... That is so sad. Yeah, it really is. But, you know, it really baffles me, though, because, you know, I don't know why it's so prominent in Asia. I mean, you know, although obviously it's wrong, like, anywhere, I can understand why countries like the U.S. have a culture of doing blackface. There are way more black people there, and also there's a long history of white people subjugating and degrading black people. You know, like mm-hmm. slavery. Um, <laughs> however, most Asian countries have very small black populations, and many of the people living in those countries never really interact with black people on a daily basis. Like it, it just doesn't happen because there's just so few black people. Yeah, I think there. the first time I ever like met a black person was uh, when I was like twelve or so. Well, that's still pretty early, though. I think I feel like for Asia, I think that's I think it's pretty early, actually. Like, on, on average, I think. I mean, like, I had you know. to go all the way to Thailand to see that person at a resort, at, like, a hotel. But, like, yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. That sounds, <laughs> <laughs> sounds weird, but okay. All right. Um, huh, I didn't expect all this. I'm um, sorry. But, <laughs> no, it's fine. It's just, I'm, 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 oh, I have some questions, but okay. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to finish this first, though. Um, you can tell me about your hotel resort. Experience. I mean, it's it's not like I went there the to time. watch black people. It's just I happen to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I happen to black people watching. <laughs> I happen to be at that hotel, and that person happened to be at that hotel, and that person happened to be black. And I was like, oh, okay. a black person. I only. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen a foreigner with that skin complexion before, and that's it. That's all that like crossed my 12 year old mind so anyway back to the you know um what i was talking about of uh, the whole blackface thing oh god um, so, <laughs> yes yeah. we were talking so, about yeah. that <laughs> yeah yeah and so you know the thing is like like you mentioned yourself you know there's very there's usually very few black people in these countries in a lot of countries in asia in most countries in asia there's usually not too many black people um and they don't you know most people in those countries don't have interactions with black people on a daily basis but they still seem to have this desire or I would say even need to portray black people as beneath them 
and mock their natural features like hair texture, lips, nose, skin color, etc. Which I find very strange because it's like you don't see any black people, but you have this weird obsession of like, you know, putting on blackface and doing it for a show or like a variety show or like a drama or a movie. Like, I, I, yeah. oh, I, God. I, I don't get it. it <laughs> I don't it's probably it. too like. <laughs> And and I don't know how oh, Americans will feel about this, but it's probably to like mm-hmm. copy like white Americans. Oh yeah, no, I believe it. I believe it. I mean, I definitely know. Like, I remember I read some articles about like the history of like blackface in Japan, and it was saying how like the first, yeah, I guess documented occurrence of blackface in Japan was like um, Commodore Perry bringing over like a minstrel, like bringing over slaves, and then also they did like minstrel shows, you know, for the Japanese, like with people with black face on oh and stuff like that and so i think goodness. that's where they got the concept oh from my a, of it goodness. from so <laughs> so yeah i think i so for, for japan i'm pretty sure like white people brought it over and i'm sure also like the military probably brought it over to a lot of other asian countries and so i'm sure they got it from the u.s and you know countries like that probably okay that. to give the u.s some slack maybe it's maybe uh lao pdr got it from the french <laughs> <laughs> They colonized there us. There you go. You, you're off the hook. Off the hook. Off the hook for that <laughs> one. You don't, you don't get no blame for this. this I, I mean, I'm sure all the white people were showing it around. So, I mean, yeah, I, I believe it. I'm sure the French were also doing blackface, too. Um, you know, I, I just assume everyone's doing blackface at some point. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I have no hope for humanity. Anyway, so, I, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, I think, you know, Europeans, white and America, Americans, like America, brought over blackface to asia but they're still continuing it even without them here so you know say what you want <laughs> <laughs> they're still doing yeah. it so yeah we i, I... <laughs> oh god how 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 much have we sidetracked oh i don't know probably a lot um but, yeah but, um, okay but yeah, the, the, yes <laughs> but the main point is blackface is absolutely unacceptable but unfortunately it is still happening even in 2021. And that is such a sad note to end on. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um so <laughs> this is actually um slightly connected to racism, but uh I said all the characters are Thai, but there was some like accent differentiation and colorism going on. So to give you context, Central Thai is quote-unquote standard Thai and is considered the dialect of the sophisticated-ish. Everyone in Bangkok and at Surya's childhood home all speak Central Thai. Workers at Harit's farm are apparently Phuket locals, but only why. The leader at Harit's pro farm speaks in the southern dialect. Not even his son speaks with that dialect. (laughs) I... <laughs> not even his wow. son like wow did, did he get adopted <laughs> i probably who knows he's like actually he's actually a, a northerner like he's actually from bangkok he just like adopted him it's, it's weird i mean they couldn't even get that right and then there's the pesky colorism uh this is present in you know even western tv but let's focus on love slave for now in this drama Bangkokians are light-skinned. Hadit and Hadin, who supposedly 
were born and raised in southern Thailand. Harin looks like he has never been touched by the sun. Harin looks like a ghost, okay? Like, (laughs) (laughs) he does, yeah. He is so white, like. Wow, like he is see-through, okay? He is so white. <laughs> I mean, there was probably like issues with like lighting and stuff, but still he was very white compared to other yes. like actors, I think. Yeah, yeah. He was I, I mean, I, I would say he was probably the whitest person in the show, actually. <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know. I mean he seemed like it. Like maybe the, maybe there was just like this like heavenly glow <laughs> around him or something. I don't know. But Or maybe white. it's to show that he passed away oh god that's awful um, okay. <laughs> um on the other hand uh the workers by included and the villain the set uh still debatable <laughs> i still think that's debatable um are tan or darker skin there was also a bit of patriotism so like when when we said try to convince tawachai to buy his island he was like i have a foreign investor waiting to bid on it but I'd rather sell it to a fellow Thai. <laughs> the word he used for foreign was person whose citizenship is different. So but specific. like, yeah, um, it's I am uh, so specific. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, it's the Thai language. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but yeah, um, this patriotism will change a little bit over the next decade. Maybe maybe more than a little bit. But yeah, let me guess. White features are preferred. You guessed it. It was it was a very easy like guess but yes you you guessed it no, <laughs> i shouldn't uh, have yeah I, I shouldn't have huh actually yeah. even if i if even if it were vague and you didn't point it out i'm sure everyone would get it yeah they they can read between the lines um yeah uh yeah you know but the thing is i don't buy that viset actually had a foreign investor waiting like i don't think anyone else actually had interest in the land because like he literally went all the way from phuket like to Bangkok just to harass Tawachai into buying this land. Like he literally oh, left. Yeah. He, he went, went to he went way. to Tawachai's workplace. Yeah, yeah. Just to harass him to buy this land. <laughs> like buy this land or I'll I don't know. I'll hire some thugs to kidnap you. <laughs> like yeah. I don't I don't, like, I, I, I don't even remember what he I said, but I remember I he was there. But he was like literally threatening him, like you buy this land or die. Like it was so <laughs> like what? But why? Why are you like? Don't you have other people interested? Isn't it about the money? Why are you so like? Why are you so patriotic now? Like I don't know. Like it just seems weird. Like I feel like I feel like no one's I that mean, patriotic. <laughs> if <laughs> even if he were like really patriotic, it wouldn't make sense for him to hate on Harit, who is also Thai, right? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it's like, he could also find another Thai person to buy it. Is like, Tawachai the only right? person with money in the, all of Thailand? Uh-uh. <laughs> I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Uh, uh-uh. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so, no. He said it's a liar. <laughs> yep. Okay, moving on. Uh, we'd like to talk about sexuality and any LGBTQ plus phobia in the series. And maybe representation if there is any. Um. <laughs> I doubt it, but yeah. I appreciate the um the effort. I tried. I tried. Okay. Um <laughs> although there isn't any acknowledged queerness, there is one queer coded extra during Tawachai's company event and another extra during Sansani's photo shoot 
at Harit's private island. However, when Sansani was confronted by Chanida, Sansani's comeback was thanking Chanida for telling her that Tawachai is, and I quote, certified to be a heterosexual male. <laughs> <laughs> and first of all, this is ignorant-based by erasure. Sansani, I... Uh, I love your personality. Uh, oh, yeah. Not not your whole personality. I, yeah, I, I no, love no, no, many no. parts of your personality, yes. but this is by erasure. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you <laughs> never know. Tawachai could be bisexual. We have no idea. Right? No he idea. could be bisexual. But yeah, um, another thing is actually something you have to know, Tai, to catch. So uh, the word Sansini used actually transliterates to certify to be a real man, mm. which um, dismisses... Yes, it's very specific and also weird in my opinion. But it, it dismisses trans men and non-straight men to not be real men. Ugh, of course, of course. Seems to be too many words like this. And God, oh. If there are Thai listeners out there, um, they they will know the, the phrase chai tang tang. And um, if I had to translate it to you, it would be... um. The whole we're we're like under the explicit yeah like okay yeah yes, yes. um a real man from from uh f- from <laughs> oh god it's oh, very wow. hard to... <laughs> oh wow what is this now I'm really curious <laughs> from 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 the root to the to the tip oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I did not expect this to get so sexually explicit. Like, <laughs> why? Why? What is it? Oh God! What does that mean? Oh God! Oh God! Yes, uh, it's a it's a very strange expression in my. They seem opinion. to be very obsessed with genitalia. Like, I I I feel like there's a little bit too much emphasis on that. Like, maybe maybe tone it down. Like, you know, like maybe back it up a little bit. I don't I don't know. Like, I feel like it's just I, a lot. Like. <laughs> And it's very, very specific. Too. Yeah, very specific. Um, mm, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what else to say to that. So, um, <laughs> uh, next, we would like to discuss the representation of disability and mental health. Uh, there is one physically disabled character in Love Slave. Bai. So Bai's name literally means mute or gesture, as Watanya told us earlier. Mm -hmm. Bai is unable to produce oral speech. Bai communicates via gestures and facial expressions mainly, but also uses oral sounds sometimes. Bai is a whole character in and of himself, who the viewers might or might not like. But we notice that we, uh, people who aren't physically disabled, find it hard to express dissatisfaction with a character that happens to be disabled. We also noticed that this pattern of behavior is prevalent with PC or woke-privileged people and marginalized people. Disabled characters are also often put into more subservient roles or or evil roles as oh if they're dis- yeah yeah I, it's one of the other subservient or evil <laughs> which one which one do you choose um as if their disability is part of what makes them terrifying uh quote in quotes yeah uh terrifying this sadly isn't limited to Asian media. With all that being said, there is one thing we would like to commend the show for. 
So Bai and Buntai, who is um Harit's ex girlfriend, long story, go listen to uh, uh part one. Uh yes. actually <laughs> actually um the two of them have a sexual relationship. I mean it, it's a one sided one, but like still a sexual relationship. You know, something that happens way too often in entertainment media is the portrayal of disabled characters as non sexual beings. And while there's definitely are, you know, asexual disabled people, uh, plenty of disabled people engage in sexual acts. And I don't know who needs to hear this. Just so it's clear, please, please, please don't go around <laughs> asking random people about their sex lives. <laughs> yeah, <please> <laughs> Regardless of oh, whether or not they're asexual or disabled, okay? Yeah, it's not a good look. I mean, you wouldn't ask someone who was you thought was heterosexual, you know, like you wouldn't be like, hey, well, what, you know, like, I don't know, maybe you would, but <laughs> you probably shouldn't do that either. Like, I, I don't know, just stop. Yeah, just stop doing it. <laughs> if you stop would, um, <laughs> if you're the kind of person that goes around asking random people about their sex lives, uh, we would like to tell you that that makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And maybe you should review your actions, your behavior. Yes, unless they specifically are like, "Hey, let's talk." Yeah, about and like, uh, lives, you know? unless you know that they are like open to talking mm. about sex yes. or their yes, personal yes. sex life, do not ask them about it. Yeah, or if they start talking to you and be like, "Hey, this," like, <laughs> like, they start talking about it and like. You know, I, then I feel like, you know, maybe it's safe. But like, yeah, don't just randomly start asking people. That's, that's yeah. very strange. And feel free to tell the person that just willingly tells you about their sex life to not tell you about their sex life if you don't want to hear yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to hear it. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> boundaries, you can go both boundaries. Ways. You can go both ways. Yes, please, please. And before we discuss the mental health aspect of Love Slave, we'd like to remind you to buckle up, bitches. <laughs> The opening scene of the series is a suicide scene. This is gonna be a rough ride. I, I, there's no other way to put this. Yeah. Again, if you're not emotionally ready, feel free to go take a walk or prepare a beverage. We published our timestamps in the description. You can come back to us anytime. In the meantime, let us tell you about Doodle Floop. Doodle Floop brings art with a human touch straight to your door in many different forms. Uh, Faith, um, uh, art with a human touch? As in... As in a human made it! Watanya, come on. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Everything is handmade. It gives you the warmth of another human being that mass production just can't give you. Aww, the beauty of imperfection. I mean, sure, the lines might be a little curved or something, but, like, that's proof that it was a person that made it, right? Yeah, I mean, the numbers guy might or might not be a cat, but <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure the artist is a person. You can follow the store on Instagram at Dudafloop. That's D-O-O-D-L-E-F-L-O-O-P. You can also go directly to the store at doodle-floop.myshopify.com or, you know, search Google for Doodlefloop. Right now, Doodlefloop can only ship in Japan, but it plans to expand worldwide in the near future. So stay tuned. Accidental kiss. 
Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Since the beginning of the series is what it is, Mm -hmm. uh, we'd like to start with self-harm and suicidal ideation. Because Sansani, and I quote, told him to go and die. Harin commits suicide at the beginning of the series with Harit's gun. And uh, for the record, what she said was probably closer to, like, go to hell. Which is very different, actually, I think. I mean, like, I mean, it's similar, but, like, I don't know. I feel like if someone says go to hell, like, I guess it does kind of mean go and die. Because I guess hell, you meant, I guess you have to be dead to go to hell. But the nuance is different. Go to hell mo- is more like, yeah. leave me yeah, alone, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, like, if you hear that, yeah. if I hear that in English, I think, oh, this person's telling me to fuck off. <laughs> you know, like. Which is totally different mm-hmm. than being like, go die. <laughs> like, it's, it's very different. Yeah. Like, literally, it, it's it's probably something like, uh, which means um, you can go die wherever oh. you want. <laughs> oh, that's specific. But it so means specific. fuck off and go oh, to hell. Oh, so specific. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> it's a very specific I, I, language, I, but please. Um, so the drama tries to frame this as somehow being Sansani's fault. But I don't think anyone should be afraid to break up with someone because they're afraid that person might commit suicide. I mean, that's pretty manipulative and emotionally abusive. Sansani is a horrible person with many faults who does a lot of awful things throughout the show. However, Hadin's suicide is not one of those things. I totally agree. In Love Slave... Taking or being willing to take one's life is seen as a, I suppose, sign of ultimate love and devotion. Like, every character in the show who commits or attempts to commit suicide does it in the name of love. There are two other characters that attempt suicide in the name of love. One, Chanida, contemplates self-harm at home and suicide from a bridge after Tawachai broke up with her. 2. Buntai jumps off a cliff, like an actual cliff, into the ocean to show her love and devotion to Harit, who doesn't love her anymore. Uh, I'm sorry, okay, I just have to say, like, okay, so she does that, and he literally is, like, in shock, and then doesn't care anymore. Yeah, he's like, how dare you commit suicide on my island? And that's it. And he literally just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. At all. He doesn't even try to look for her. Yeah. Bite Bai jumps in and tries to search for her. And when he came back, like, broken, because, you know, Bai probably loves yeah, yeah, he definitely does. enough to jump exactly. off the cliff to, like, try to save her. And Hade was just there, like, I forgive what? you. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Uh, yep. Next. We will be talking about all the trauma in the show, you know, you know, like that, like that, like that trauma that we just talked about. Yeah, <laughs> it deserves a whole episode yes. in and of itself, but we already split it in two. We can't yes, do this yes, anymore. We can't have a part three. We just, we just won't. <laughs> so almost. Unless we I need guess, to, but, but please yeah, go on. I'm sorry. Not to. Almost every character has some sort of like traumatic experience and or traumatizes others. Let's start off with the main plot itself. The story, as well as Soraya herself, say that she is 
in love with Harit. But it's more likely that Soria simply developed Stockholm Syndrome from being kidnapped and forced to serve Harit. So, to put it simply, Stockholm Syndrome is when someone who was abused or held captive develops positive feelings for their abuser or captor. And in Love Slave, Harit is both Soria's abuser and captor. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Harit is constantly getting up close and personal with Soraya, and it's it's possible that Soraya developed Stockholm Syndrome to cope with the whole situation, you know, after many, many failed attempts yeah. to escape and being snitched by a yeah, fucking chimpanzee. fuck that chimpanzee, man. <laughs> but yeah, uh, on a lighter note, uh, Soraya... It's not lighter, <laughs> but lighter than this. <laughs> Soraya is uh, hydrophobic because she almost drowned when <laughs> she was a child, you know, when Sansani abandoned her and later tried to come back and finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> the Stockholm Syndrome thing explains why Soraya didn't simply call for help during the many opportunities she had at the hospital in mainland Phuket. That explains it, yeah. <sighs> like, I, you know, I really thought Soraya didn't actually want to be rescued because, like, she, like, hid inside a bus to escape. When she could have told the bus driver her situation and gotten him to call the police. You know, also, Soraya was able to actually get on the phone with her mother. Like, she was actually able to call her and talk to her. And she didn't scream for help immediately. Like, she was having a normal conversation with her mom. Like, she just had all... Yeah, she was like, how are you doing? all the time in the world. Like, it's like, hello, <laughs> your fucking, like you know, kidnapper oh, is right there in this hospital coming, searching for you. You need to get help. <laughs> Call help now. <laughs> and and talking about her mom, uh, Saang, that's her mom's name, uh, Saang expresses sympathy, but also dismisses her own daughter's kidnapping and rape. And even fucking encourages Surya to follow her heart, whatever yeah. that means, and get together with her fucking uh, rapist. That is so messed up, man. Like, seriously. Song and sucks, man. So often. <laughs> she sucks. <laughs> she is supposed to be, like, the oh, angel. Oh, God, no. Is, is she, though, really? She's, she's dooming her daughter to stay mm. with the devil forever? Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, it's debatable, yeah. Actually, it's not debatable. She's I think, evil, I, I think I mean I think she's a but, horrible um, mother. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think she's pretty bad. But yeah, the, this 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 sort of thing happens so often in Thai dramas that I bet even Thai people are fed up yeah, with it. Yeah, as it should be. Like remember remember that time that Trope Tuesday was about the slap yeah, kiss? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I remember that you were like, "Hey, uh this this person um liked our post and uh ah. I I looked at their profile. They were Thai and I was like, "Yeah, they're Thai. They probably like yeah, they they relate to mm. that post on such a spiritual <laughs> level." I, I see. <laughs> All right, then uh Next, we're going to talk about attachment issues. So, starting with romantic relationships. So, uh, 
Let's see if I can read every name on this list. I'm sure you'll be fine. But let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll help you if Please you need help it. Me. Uh, but yeah, Harin, Chanida, and Buntai have engaged in self harm or suicide because someone doesn't love them anymore. On like differing degrees, but they all did that. Yeah. yeah. When Sansani dumps him. Tawachai drunk drives and gets into a traffic accident that results in his hospitalization. Harit, oh god, this guy. Harit stalks Soraya and constantly harasses her to get her to love him back, which is what a great guy. Okay, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm very sad to say this, but um, she. Does love him back eventually because they're the main couple. It's a yeah, drama. Yada, she just yada, has yada. to. The, the, the script says so. So she's got to love his stalking. I love it when he stalks me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and um, <laughs> I want to add okay, something. Okay, sure. Yeah, I, I feel like she's she's more like. Don't stalk me! And when he doesn't stalk her, he's like, Where is oh, he? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, probably. Yeah, you know, her longing looks into the <laughs> distance. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, he's gone. But yeah, please. He's gone. Uh, I thought I didn't think you'd actually leave. I told him to leave, but I didn't think you would actually do it. <laughs> oh, God. She is, she is very unrealistic. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, Sai Simon is who is uh, Sansini's mother, is very insecure about herself and is always bringing up the fact that her husband dated her sister, Saang, before. Oh, God. She is... She brings that up yes, literally yeah, yeah, every no, like, single literally time. Literally any argument they have, she's like, well, you used to date my sister! <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but I'm married to you, okay? So, like, like can we... We move on. This has yeah, been many years. And, and her husband. Been like, what? I'm... Like, at least 18 plus years. No, 20. Like, probably 20. Yeah, because they graduated college. So it's like 20 plus years by now, right? Like, yeah. Sunsuny graduated college. So, yeah. Moving on, we would like to discuss the um what they call loyalty, but we call obsession. So, first of all, Harit, why do I get him again? <laughs> is obsessed with avenging his brother. Even after acknowledging. That Harin's suicide was um, ultimately his own decision. It was a very heartbreaking decision, but it was his own. Even after like acknowledging that, he is still like obsessed with destroying Sansani's life. It's it's quite sad. And Soraya is obsessed with serving and giving up everything to Sansani because she believes Sansani saved her that one time, like literally one time, and. She's, she owes it for the rest of her life. <laughs> and then she came back to finish the job. Oh, God. <laughs> she came back to get her. <laughs> and we find out, of course, as we told you the last episode, that she didn't actually save her. So she served her for pretty much no reason. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It, it, it's very strange to me. But before the last scene, you know, when, when they were, like, in front of Harin's, like, grave, uh, Harit and Soraya were, like, Oh, we, we we were flawed human beings because we were operating on like strange like loyalty systems. And is is that one scene supposed to make everything what? fine? What? What is I'm she talking sure. about? No, it was completely different. Like, okay, so first of all, both of them, their loyalty was 
just over the top. It was too much. Like, both of them did way too much. Did way more than they needed to do. Like, Soraya suffered for a woman who didn't even actually save her. Of course, she didn't know this. But still, even if she had, no saving is worth being enslaved for the rest of your life. I'm sorry. It's not worth it. It's just not. It's not. I'm sorry. Get over it. Like, move on. You know, and then also Hadid, like, he was obsessive to the point that he, you know, destroyed other people's lives because, you know, he was so upset about his brother. And it's like, you know, no, that's not the same thing. Like, you know, she was destroying her own life. You were destroying her life. Like, like, that's not the same thing. (laughs) Same thing. But, okay, whatever. Uh, whatever, Yeah, before before we start, like, talking more shit about Harid, <laughs> and it will never end. Yeah. Just gonna put this out there. Uh, moving on, um, the workers at Harid's farm are also fiercely loyal to Harid and would probably not believe that he's a kidnapper of and a rapist. Not. And Bai, as, as we mentioned before, is extremely loyal to Harid. He endures Harid's abuse. He follows Harid's orders no matter what. Like, he he basically helped Harid, like, enslave yeah. Yeah. Soraya. I mean, there were a few scenes where he felt a bit sympathetic towards her. Maybe he, like, you know, was a little more lenient or tried to help her out a little bit. But he still, you know, helped keep her there, though. He still didn't let her go. You know, he still wasn't. You know, he still was fiercely loyal to um, Hadid and, yeah, pretty much not a ally. He was not an ally. Okay. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and even after apparently losing her mind, Buntai still attacks Sansani, thinking she was Soraya, with the hopes of getting back together with Hadid if she eliminates all her romantic rivals. Wow. Uh, you know, the quote-unquote bad girl going quote-unquote crazy and screaming is a a common trope in Thai dramas. Like, you you saw that with Sansani in, in the last scene where she sh- screams mm. into the pond. And, I see. Yeah. Mm. I mean, wait, so, okay, so besides having sex, you know, outside of being, like, married, um, and, well, I mean, don't be wrong. Buntai did a lot of horrible things, but did she really do anything more horrible than most of the characters of the show, though? Huh. Like, why is she so bad? Why so, is she no. so bad compared to the other ones? I mean, yeah, she cheated on Hadit, but I mean, I mean, come on, he's done way worse. I mean, like, I mean, like, I mean, like, yeah, she cheated <laughs> on him, which is not good. It's not good. I'm not condoning cheating, but at the same time, compared to what he's done, she's done nothing. Like, I mean, like, okay, she did try to kill Sonia but. <laughs> He was also, he also <laughs> was, like, you know, holding, putting her in the water, like, letting the tides come and, like, get her and stuff. You know, he was doing a lot of horrible stuff, too. Like, he was literally, like, you know, leaving her out there, you know, like, as far as she knew, to die, you know? Like, I mean, you know, so, he, you know, she hasn't done anything that much worse than what Hadi's done. Not really. Yeah, like, let's see, what, what did Buntai do? Buntai uh, physically hurt yeah, Soraya, which Hadid did. did. <laughs> uh, Buntai tricked and deceived Soraya, which yeah, Hadid yeah. also did. Uh, Buntai tries to push Soraya into the ocean, and I think Hadid did the equivalent of that. Yeah, he like, tied her to like what the um yeah the pier thing the like the pier like or the, something the, yeah like uh what. A column, a column. The yeah, and then, like, let the tide, like, oh, the tides are gonna come, and so they're gonna, like, wash over you, and you pretty much left her there for hours, 
you know, to scare her, I guess. But like, as far as she knew, he was, she was going to die. Like she didn't know, like she had no idea if he's going to ever come back and get her. And so I don't know. I mean, yeah, he didn't, I guess he didn't actually intend for her to die because he wanted to torture her more. But like, is that, <laughs> but is that better? <laughs> like, is that a, make him a better person? Like, why is she so bad? Like, and he's not like, I'm so confused by this. I'm sorry. Like, I don't understand why she's the uh, worst person. She had sex. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, what else can I say? What else can I say to that? Like, I don't know what else to say. I mean, how did also have but, sex but, with her? But, but, <laughs> okay? He's a guy, so it's uh, fine. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, so, Bisset, who I'm still not convinced is the villain of this story, is obsessed <laughs> You're yeah, going to bring that yeah, up every single time. I think they just literally put him in there because they wanted Hadi <laughs> you to know look what? better I, somehow. Yeah, I agree. Somehow, because yeah. it was impossible mm-hmm. otherwise. And even then, it still was bad. It was still impossible. We said it wasn't even that. No, that bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. We're going to have to one day just like make a chart. Let's make a chart for like social media where we put like things Hadi did versus other bad, quote unquote, bad characters in the story and see who's worse. And I bet you Hadi will be the worst each time okay. i bet you <laughs> i yeah i i believe you i'm i'm even will, willing to bet that would be the case yeah so reset um you know maybe anti-hero is obsessed <laughs> with destroying hadi no matter what so actually he's obsessed with destroying the worst guy in the show is he really that bad <laughs> he might be, he might be the hero the hero that we that we don't deserve, you know? This is the hero we need that we didn't know. <laughs> oh, but he also killed people. That's bad. But so did like um, you know Oh how did well, didn't how did didn't actually kill people. That's well, not bad. Well but he was about to. He was about <laughs> to shoot the guy who Buntai was sleeping with. But yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh jokes aren't yeah, jokes aren't yeah, for it's me. Fine, it's fine. But yeah. Moving on to uh, a subject that is just just a, a wee bit darker. Why did I say we? I'm not even European. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we're gonna move on to abuse, and um, there are three types of abuse in in this show. There's physical, there's emotional, and there's professional. And we are going to start with physical. So why hits his son for? stealing from Hadith, stealing the pearls from um Hadith's pearl farm. So he beats him repeatedly with a stick and orders him to shout, I'm very sorry, I will never do it again, which, you know, is pretty abusive. Uh, this is unfortunately a very common way to punish one's child or student in many parts of the world. You know, I, I definitely, you know, received a bit of a, you know, maybe not like the same kind of stick, but like something similar as well for punishment when I was a child as well. Yeah, I was punished this way when I was a child. Although I didn't have to shout, <laughs> like, at school, if I needed, like, 60 points to pass an exam, and I got 55, I would be hit five times. Wow. Uh, yeah, that sounds abusive. Yeah, my... my oh, yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> mine was not quite like that. It was more like my parents or my grandmother, you know, when my grandmothers would, like, usually uh, use, like, a small kind of branch that we called a switch. Um, or a belt to beat me when I was bad, did something that wasn't good, I guess. Yeah. Never for grades. I I was all, I was often. (laughs) (laughs) Never for grades. Well, God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was often hit with a stick Mm -hmm. 
And um, the worst kind of stick was uh, was what we call a Y stick. Oh my god, is is that why Y's name is Y? Oh my god, was it intentional? Don't. I mean, it's 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 the name of a kind of wood. (laughs) So I'm 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 hoping it's a huge coincidence. Oh my god, that's his whole purpose. The beat is fun. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, this this action is portrayed as an act of love to wise child and loyalty to Hadid. Ugh, of course. Everything's about Hadid. Ugh, yeah, so Hadid does all the following things to Soraya. <clears throat> Kidnap, chain up, force kiss, force to work, physically drag and push, rape, force hug. Threatened to kidnap her again if she didn't. <laughs> let me say it again. Threatened to kidnap her again if she didn't let him go to the supermarket with her. <laughs> oh God! I already kn- I I knew this was coming when you said threatened to kidnap her again. I was like, oh my God! <laughs> supermarket scene. Oh my God! That was so that was fun so fact. Awful. It was it was in that order. Oh my God. I mean the the physically dragon push was probably everywhere. Yeah, but. yeah, it was back and forth. That was that was all over the place. But yeah, no, I remember the supermarket scene very. I remember that very well because I remember she was just like, "No, I don't want to go to the supermarket with you, my you know rapist." Oh, and God. he was like, "Well, if you don't, I'm going to kidnap you again." It's like, oh, uh, okay, how romantic. And the music was so inappropriate. How romantic. <laughs> I'm with my rapist at the supermarket now. Oh look, <laughs> oh, look, Sonia, there's eggs. You don't have to. Go Go fetch them anymore. There's eggs right here. And I love eating eggs, so you know what you gotta do. And he just puts it in the fucking supermarket tray. Oh my god. (sighs) How did also, like, he's just an abusive person. He also hits Bai's back with a thin stick and even left scars when Surya escaped. And then blames it on Surya, (laughs) like... (laughs) It's like, yes, I beat him. This is because you escaped. Because of you. It's your fault. It's your fault I beat him. It's like, uh, do you really want to marry this guy? You see what he does to the people he apparently (laughs) likes? He apparently likes Bai, right? (laughs) Bai is his, like, you know, his loyal servant who he cares for, right? But he's, like, beating him like this. What do you think he's going to do to you? Like, uh, good luck in that marriage. Ugh. Good luck. Oh, my God. Good luck. So, yeah, the people in this drama are willing to kill, like, literally kill for love. Even except we said we said will kill for money. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but money is his love, though. So maybe it's also his love. <laughs> um, <laughs> like even even the seemingly innocent and non-violent Tawachai uh, punches Hadit in the face when Hadit insults Sansani. I mean, don't get me wrong. I always root for these people who punch, you know, Hadit <laughs> in the face. Um, Nicole also punches Hadit for what he did to Soraya. I mean. You know, I guess punching people is bad, but like, is one punch enough to make up for all Hattie did to Soraya? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. No. 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 Yeah, I don't. I don't think like uh, going to hell would. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like you know, I'm not like you know, I'm not like someone to say that no one can ever. You know, I'm not trying to say like people can't change, mm-hmm. can't become better, but he shows no real mm-hmm. remorse for any of his actions. So yeah, no, fuck him. 
<laughs> yeah, it's probably impossible to make up for all oh, yeah. Harid did. Oh, yeah. But if he wanted to redeem his redeem himself, the first step would be to go to therapy. Oh yes, yes, and then and, and also <laughs> in in tandem with that step would be to leave Soria the hell alone. Just yes. leave. Just don't follow her. Don't look at her. Don't follow her. Don't try a cup on her. Don't like you know stalk her. Just. Just don't threaten to t- to kidnap yes, her yes. if she didn't let you go to the supermarket together. Like apologize to her, you know, and it's up to her whether she wants to accept it or not. I wouldn't if I was her. Um, but you can do that, but then stay the hell away from her. Like that's the only way mm-hmm. he could have redeemed himself in my eyes, and then go to therapy because he really needs it very, <laughs> very badly. Even after like everything <laughs> that he did to Soraya, like instead of doing what we just said, Soraya does every. Almost everything, keyword almost. being almost everything, had it did to her, and so everything is supposedly fine again. I mean, like doing abuse again, does that make it okay? Like, it's like I abused no. you, so now we're even, even though she didn't really abuse him. It wasn't really the same. It wasn't even close to being the same. Yeah, two, two wrongs don't but make it right But it wasn't even right the anyway. same, though. It wasn't even on the same level at all. Yeah. It was literally taken as a joke. Like, Hadit was smiling no. the entire time. Like, it was just so cheesy God. and uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Uh, um. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, I just I need to get that scene out of my, out of my head. I, I hate thinking about it. It's so cringy. Uh, yes, let's move on yes, to yes. a lighter note. And so, <laughs> a lighter note. Okay. So, <laughs> so Sansani. <laughs> Anything is lighter than yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Good point. <laughs> we can't Good complain. Sansani hits Soraya and Toy when she isn't satisfied with the things they do when they're serving her. So if they don't get the clothes fast <laughs> enough or like, you know, they don't come at her beck and call fast enough, she's just, you know, especially Doi, like she would just slap her around all the time. Like like it was really yeah. uncomfortable actually. <laughs> yeah, with with Soda, yeah, I feel like Sensini was like holding back yeah, a bit because yeah. like, yeah, she's my yeah, cousin. Yeah. Some nepotism. But yeah, she was she was definitely like physically abusing. Yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, professionally too, but we'll we'll get into that later. Before we get into the professional uh abuse in the series, we have to go through, and, and this is going to be very dark, but emotional abuse. So, um, as we mentioned earlier, Harit stalks Soraya and forces her to make oh god eggs for him for dinner. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. And uh both Hadit and Hadin share an abusive nature. So they both blame their problems on others and go to extremes for what they believe. Hadin claims to love Sansani, but instead of being okay with her, being happier without him, he unfortunately decides to take his own life. Um he decides that like taking his own life is the best course of action. Um, Hadit equally puts all the blame of his brother's suicide on Sansani. He doesn't think about the possibility of any other factors or considers the common fact that people break up all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he broke up with Exactly, Abutai. exactly. You know, like, it's okay <laughs> for him to do it though. That's okay for him. That's different, oh though, Watanya. She was cheating, so that's why he had to break up with her. But Hadin wasn't <laughs> cheating, so there was no reason for Soraya to break up with him, I guess. I don't, Sansani. I mean, I, sorry, with her, with Sansani. I, I, it's Sansani okay. Sansani break up with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to figure out the logic. Um, And 
so there's no logic. True. So instead of instead of you know <laughs> considering these like you know pretty common you know facts, he uh, instead goes to the extreme of kidnapping who he thinks is Sansani and physically and emotionally abusing her until he finds out that she's not Sansani. Finally, and like even in Bangkok, like the situation is not better because Supalut who is Sansani's father, is neglective of and slut-shames his daughter. And I, I think we mentioned this in, in part one, but he's like the, the side-eyed oh, yeah. queen. Oh, yeah, always side-eyeing her, like, seriously. And uh, Nikul acts like he's, you know, Nikul is uh, Soraya's childhood friend, by the way. He So he acts protective as if he is the boyfriend, i.e. owner of Soraya. Oh, Oh, even Nukul. He's a nice guy, oh. quote, quote unquote. Nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah. Uh. And uh, and Sansani purposefully reminds Soraya of that one time she saved her life so that Soraya would give up everything for her. She brings it up all the time. Never lets her live it down. Yeah, it was basically in, in every scene when Soraya remembers Sansani. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, yeah. Finally, we can we can get into the professional abuse in the series. So Sansani and Saisamon, you know, Sansani and her mother, overworks both Soraya and Tei as their personal servants. And, you know, also physical abuse. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yeah. A lot of that. A lot of that. Especially to Tei. Mm-hmm. To yeah, like so much physical abuse. Um, yeah. Uh, it was actually, yeah, kind of sad. I, I I didn't like watching those scenes at all. Yeah, me neither. So Tawachai dates his own employees and showers them with promotions during their honeymoon phases. You know, nothing wrong there. Yeah! <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely something wrong yeah, there. Yeah, of course. Of course. But yeah. Um. Also, like, there's this, I suppose pattern yeah. of showing that like only the women are quote unquote crazy yeah. even though Hadi kidnaps a woman that he thinks is the person who he thinks is responsible for his brother's death his brother's suicide um <laughs> and then like forces her into enslaved her it makes her work but you know hey hey he's fine he, that's totally reasonable um <laughs> uh. but we see this with Bun Thai who literally goes insane with jealousy and attacks Sansani. She had been suffering from this, you know, issue for quite a while, but this seemed to be the final straw that caused Hadi to call the authorities and take Buntai away to an insane asylum. We never hear from her again after that. Her unhealthy obsession with Hadit is framed as too much, but Hadid's unhealthy obsession with Soraya is framed as true love. Interesting. Unhealthy is a very uh, unhealthy is a very tactful way of oh, putting yeah, that. Yeah. Yes, same as Hadid's obsession with Sansani versus Chanida's obsession with Tawachai. Mm. Like Hadid committed suicide because of Sansani, and it's like oh, Hadid loved her so much, and uh, Chanida wanted to. I-, I wouldn't say wanted to, but Chanida like had suicidal yes. ideation and like self-harm mm-hmm. ideation and they were like oh this woman this woman yeah, is crazy yeah Stuff crazy like that. yeah i wonder huh i wonder what's uh what these two situations have in common what these two scenarios 
What what is a common factor here? Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like I also wonder if Buntai's promiscuity played into her going quote unquote crazy. It seems like women who enjoy having sex are often portrayed as abnormal or unwell in media, even today, you know. Shanita is also a sexual person. Ah, that explains it. And also, same with Sansani. She's definitely portrayed as being a more sexual oh, person. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if she... Yeah. I mean, it, it was never, never shown explicitly that she said had sex. Yeah. That, yeah. But, I mean, she she's a very confident person who knows what she wants i'm i'm sure she has had experience yeah she seems like she was experienced before. i mean i don't know but she seemed like she was experienced like she seemed like one of those people like one yeah. of those women who are like oh you know like like they act like you know to the guy that they're kind of innocent but like you know they've, they've definitely they've definitely had sex like you know yeah she was definitely portrayed yes, that yeah, way that was the way yeah. she was portrayed. i don't know we don't have there's no proof that she actually had sex but she was definitely portrayed as a lot more sexual you know than for example Sonaya. finally the use of the word crazy itself has come under fire in recent years for the damage it has caused to the disabled community. It is a very ableist term that promotes the continued stigmatization of disabled people. It is also often used in ways that don't actually mean a clinically insane person. It is such a common term that we even say it ourselves without thinking about it. Yeah, even right now, I I can I can hear myself almost saying it. Yeah, and we've said it already in in this episode as well. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's yeah, like you said, it's uh it's such a common term that like we don't even really think about it. Yeah. I've been personally trying to stop, like try my best to not use it, but I fail a lot because it's so ingrained in the English language, like, and it's so ingrained in my head, but I'm, I'm not going to stop trying to do better. Like, you know, I'm still going to try to not use it as much as I can, try to use alternatives to it. I think I owe it to the disabled community to listen to their experiences and not say words that would further contribute to their oppression. Yeah, I'm, I, I also try my best not to, not to use it, but like, I also fail a lot in all of the languages that I speak. Mm. You also speak more than one language. I yeah, sure yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard because it's something. Like, especially, it's become more and more. You know, I guess we've become more and more aware of it in more recent years, and so it's kind of hard. It's a kind of hard habit to shake. Um, because it's still not mm-hmm. you know seen as like as bad as it is. You know. Um, mm. but hopefully that will change even more. Yeah. The other day I was um I heard someone in person say the r word and oh I was god like, oh yeah oh are we still in yeah, that no, stage yeah there's some people who are still in that stage i do have some friends actually well a few people i know who will occasionally still say it and you know i it, i know they don't mean anything bad by it but like it just really like just kind of rubs me the wrong way because i'm just like i i, I cringe you know yeah, I'm like it's, oh it's it's yeah it's a word that i used to use too back when i was like i think in like you know middle school or something like that because it was just so common then but now i've pretty much completely taken it from our vocabulary because i really have no use for it like i I just don't it's not something i used a lot before anyway it was not it was not a word that i used a lot whereas like you know something like crazy i used quite a lot you know um whereas Mm -hmm. like the r word i i you know i never 
really use that much anyway, so it was easy for me to get rid of it, you know. Um, but yeah, craze is a little bit more difficult. The R word, um, I learned it when. So my my major is psychology, and uh, I, I learned like so you know the um you know intellectual disability. Yes. It used to be called um and and I, this is just a term uh it used to be called mental yes, retardation yes, yes, yes. yes. and because it was only recently reclassified so I had to learn like both versions mm. because like some of the uh the research papers that I will have to read might have like the old term and so I I looked into like why this reclassification happened and and after after like understanding how it is used to like you know as you say further contribute to like oppress like disabled mm-hmm. people i uh, i decided not yeah. to use it i think that was the main thing for me i think i stopped using i i really stopped using it when i was in college cuz i met someone who um her brother you know has like is i guess intellectually like um I'm sorry, what was the term you used? I, I'm sorry, I don't remember, but... um, I mean, the, the term for the disability would be uh, intellectual, intellectual disability, disability. Okay. but you can you can also say intellectually mm-hmm. challenged. Okay, so he had an intellect... He has an intellectual disability, and so she, like, you know, hearing that word, she, would get, she got very upset because, you know, like, you know, she has a brother who has to probably hear that word mm-hmm. all the time and, like, has to deal with that, you know, like, all the baggage that comes with it and all the, like you know, probably, like, you know, bullying and, like, teasing and things Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so after hearing her explain that, I just started thinking, like, oh, like, why do I use this word? That that sounds awful. And so I I just, after that, I started to, like, use it less and less. And then I learned more about it. And I I just, yeah, I just, I don't know. It it wasn't a word that I used a lot before anyway. So it was just, it was a lot easier for me to cut it out, you know, whereas crazy has Mm -hmm. been a lot harder. Um... I've tried and I and for the most part I don't use it not even as close to as much as I used to but it still comes out it just comes out sometimes sometimes it just slips out because it's just so it was something I use so much you know and I hear it yeah, so much I, I I totally get that yeah 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 it's a it's a bit of a dark note to end on but um I think it's a good time yes, to wrap yes. up in this last section of the show we like to give our overall rating for the drama as a whole based on its content, watchability, and representation. We rate the shows on a scale of one to five kisses. You also get to choose which character or characters you want to give your kisses to. This rating system is inspired by the nipple scale used on my favorite podcast, The Bechtelcast. I'm curious, Faith, and um, I'm curious and also a bit scared, but as someone who watched it uh, who watched Love Slave for the first time? How many kisses would you give the show, and why? And and are there any characters in the series that you would give your kisses mm. to? I'm gonna give this show two kisses. Yeah, it has yeah, Fair. it has horrible representation. Uh, framed a rape scene as romantic, and doesn't seem to even try to understand how disability and mental health work. There were also some editing choices that were quite strange to me. In the version I watched, there were many times when a scene would abruptly change to the next with no real transition. Um, It was often very distracting to me. Um, I mean, it was entertaining, but a bit distracting. And uh, the only saving graces for this show are that most of the actors were very convincing. 
and the writers wrote a pretty entertaining story that keeps you hooked like from the beginning till the end like you want to you want to find out what happens like you want to keep watching so mm. those are the only two reasons i didn't give it a one like the watchability is factored in so so I, okay so i give it a two and um mm. i'm gonna give both of my kisses to intersexual feminist icons snake and squirrel <laughs> the true stars <laughs> of this show one to each of them uh <laughs> Of course you are, <laughs> but that's totally valid. Yeah. And uh, I bet many parts were oh, horrifying oh, yes, for yes. you. <laughs> yeah, m- maybe I should have suggested, you know, Divine Deviation, you know, the one with the bitchy male lead. Oh, oh God, no. That... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would have mattered. I mean, you know, I think that would have actually been worse. I don't know. I feel like somehow it would have been worse. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you would give it like 1.5 yeah, or, 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 or maybe or one. zero. Who knows? Like, I, <laughs> like, I, who knows? Yeah, because yeah. you could do zero. I said one to five, mm. but zero is also an option if you just don't want to, you don't think it's worth the rating um so um Tanya, uh you watched this when it first came mm-hmm. out how many kisses how <laughs> many kisses are you giving it uh, maybe 2.5 and um it's not because of how much i like like how the theme song points out her its hypocrisy or how much nostalgia it gave me the show like objectively has little to no representation and the messages were problematic yep. as hell. Although, like, I, I think it could be an attempt at satire. A, a problematically mm. bad one, but an attempt at satire. I mean, arguably, it's a better one than yeah, it's parody. Yeah, yeah. Lisa, do blackface. <laughs> yeah, at least That's it was the bar blackface. Now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Or maybe maybe all of this is just like an attempt to not traumatize myself. Probably. You're in denial. <laughs> it's okay. I would be too. I would be I'm too. in denial. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um I'm giving my kisses to Punch. Uh that's uh that's the name of the singer of the theme song. God, why do all my kisses go to the singers of because theme the songs? Are that irredeemable? I mean I mean you I mean, I gave—I literally yeah. gave my to like <laughs> non-human characters. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I think you're good. I think you're good. I think Fair you're enough. Good. Yeah. And I will say just one one more thing. Like, um, you know, even though this the the representation here is very problematic, I will give them like you know inside my points. I've also added they at least did put a person, you know, people with you know some kind of disability or like you know at least they did have a character. Whereas like you know our previous and allowed, yes, allowed them to be, to be person, a person, which is you know our previous show we did, Honey Redongo there was there was none so I'll, I'll give them that i mean it's not much but it, it's something it's something um <laughs> yeah so uh hey well tanya would you uh recommend our audience to uh watch this drama uh, <laughs> that's long that's very long <laughs> baby i mean if you if if you are doing research on classic Thai dramas, I mean, be my guest. Mm-hmm. Or if you're looking for a series where you can tell other people about, like, oh, yeah, the ridiculous oh, yeah. plot, yeah. maybe yeah. give it a watch. I mean, Faith and I did that to oh, our yeah. friends. Oh, yeah. They love, they love hearing the plot. They love, <laughs> love hearing the plot, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, whatever you do, 
do not watch it if you're younger than 18. Even if you're older than 18, do not watch it with someone younger than 18. Just No, please do not traumatize children. Thank you. But you know what, Tanya? I thought you told me that, you know, you said the original rating was PG-13. Well... That was true, but also that rating is broken as the plot's logic. But yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, would you recommend this drama? I feel the same as you. Um, I would only, I would (laughs) only recommend it to adults who are in, who are like really into like classic Thai dramas. Like they're like, I have to watch every classic Thai drama. Um, then okay, sure, I guess. Hmm. Um, and like you said, the plot is wild, so they will be entertained. I will give them that. You know, like you know, <laughs> say what you want about this drama, hmm. it will keep you watching. Um, that's what kept me watching. I mean, I literally hated the main guy. Like I was like, I was hate watching. You know, I was like, <laughs> God, fuck him the entire time. But I kept watching it because it was just so engaging. It was so compelling. Like, the story just kept getting more interesting. I was like, oh, I gotta keep watch. I gotta watch. I gotta keep I watching. Know, oh right? God, I gotta keep watching. You know? <laughs> yeah. When when I rewatched it, e- even when I knew how it ended, I was still like, oh damn, what's gonna happen <laughs> next? Is Buntai actually helping Surya? LOL, Sansa needs all to watch it off again. I know, it's just so... <laughs> oh no, he tried to kiss her and she, she like oh turned away. <laughs> it's just so addicting. It always kept me on my toes. And I just had to know how it would end. I had to know. And so I had to watch it. So so if that makes some people think, okay, I got to watch this, then okay, fine. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And also, if if you if you just want to watch it for Sansani, yeah, no yeah, judgments. Yeah, she's totally worth it. I think it's worth it just for her. Just for the actress. <laughs> just watch it for her. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then um, if you do decide you want to watch love slave if any of you do decide that uh we are not here to judge um we totally watched it um but here are a few content warnings love slave contains depictions of suicide attempted suicide suicide ideation and self-harm it also depicts emotional and physical abuse kidnapping forced servitude and stalking viewer discretion is advised and that's the end of our second episode. Woo! Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thanks so much. To make sure you're always up to date on our latest episodes, please subscribe to or follow Accidental Kiss on your favorite podcast app and YouTube. If you would like to contact us, please email us at kiss.accidental at gmail.com. Also, please follow and reach out to us on all the socials. We would love to hear from you. Let us know if you have any other Asian drama series you'd like to hear us cover on the show. Your suggestion might make it into a future episode. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll be looking at Hanere Dango Season 2. Until then, see you! See you! Stuck in an Accidentally kiss Betrayed by your only friend So she can get the guy The reasons above and more are why The
complicated It is so complicated